Welcome to another live session of the Porters Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. You are welcome this morning. Well, this morning we will continue on our topic on intercession and the coming age. The Spirit of the Lord has been leading us, giving us clarity and direction in the direction to which the Father will have us begin to channel the concept of our prayer as we begin to you know, view and step into the borderline of this new day. As we've been sharing for a while that we are in a day, we're in a time where heaven is emphasizing that we change the focus and the direction of our spiritual life. And that means a complete overhauling of how we look at prayer, how we define intercession and uh, how we engage even in the ministry of, you know, spiritual warfare. And therefore, uh, I believe that as we continue to look into some of the keys and principles that the Father is opening our eyes to see and sharing with us, that we will be able to further advance into the counsel of God's will in, 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 in a manner that we will have that spiritual you know, posture and, and, and tools, if you will, to engage this new day. The days are filled with challenges. They are filled with all kinds of uh, uh, issues that demands that we develop a strong spirit, a strong capacity, a well robust spiritual uh, posture in the earth that you know will allow us to continue to engage further. All right, we are pushing forth, we are pushing forth, we are pushing on, we're, we're marching on towards that place where the knowledge of the glory of God once again will cover the earth as. The water covers the sea. And so uh, as we continue to look into this and find patterns and, and find ways and find principles in the word of God, it is my prayer that we will indeed find, you know, things that will enable us to be able to do what we need to do. Because we like it or not, there is a generation that must arise, that must be awakened, that must be positioned in this day to continue to proclaim and to declare without any ambition, without any a, a, a misplace of word the heart of god the mind of god and we can only do that if we have a solid spiritual you know engagement in the place of prayer we can only do that when we have a well-defined robust spiritual you know posture our understanding of the father our understanding of our own personal life our understanding of the world we live in our understanding of the activities of the kingdom on earth must become clearer to us and that's something that the spirit of the lord uh, you know is bringing to us obviously that's what you know the spirit of intercession requires we cannot pray effectively particularly when we begin to deal with the concept of intercession without well you know uh, 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 informed amen and without a solid you know a formation of the spirit of christ in our heart so several things are you know are playing out here that will allow us to begin to understand and, and apply you know you know most of the time i use the word understanding because as i grow in the lord and grow in the things of the spirit i discover that you know a lot of things that we 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 claim to know or we claim to understand all right are, are, are basically understood from a perspective all right that is very you know narrow and myopic if you will because uh, uh, when we begin to deal with the realities of life then we see that what we know can only you know deal with you know issues to this level but the kind of you know spiritual wisdom that god is you know allowing us or that god is bringing in this new day should bring us to a higher dimension amen in 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 the operations of the things of the spirit 
you see, even when you're climbing what they call the hill of the Lord, you've got to come to that, you know, realm, that, you know, height in the spirit where you are able to see things clearly, where you're able to understand things from every angle, from every aspect. And I think that is something that is really you know, uh, uh, important, and I believe that's what God is emphasizing in this day. That our understanding needs to be more broadened. It, uh, there has to be a more broadened concept of how we define a uh, 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 spiritual, you know, spiritual work or spiritual activity, and our own personal, you know, uh, engagement. You know, uh, and therefore, you know, I, I will continue to highlight this point. We continue to pray that God will give us the spirit of wisdom. We continue to pray that God will allow us, Amen, to you know, to to, to, to connect to that ability where we can hear and receive the instructions of the Spirit. Because as we receive the instructions of the Spirit, then it becomes easy for us, amen, to apply our heart, to apply our mind, to apply our thought, to apply our intentions to that which God is doing. This is a time where the Father is looking for those that were able to stand by the gap, stand in the gap and stand, amen, in, in the gate, alright, and, and, and see that they continue to push forth, amen, that which the Spirit of the Lord wants to do in our day the father never moved god never moves in the earth <clears throat> excuse me you will never find a place where god moves amen, in a particular realm or region in the earth without somebody amen positioning he, him or herself amen in prayer in intercession and like i said intercession is when you go beyond your own self it's a point where you go beyond yourself where you go beyond your own needs all right and you begin to stand in the gap to stand in the gap means to understand what god wants to do in a place all right and you begin to bridge that gap to see that that which god wants to do find a bridge find an inroad find an expression amen into that community or city or nation and that is the heart of intercession but we cannot do that if we don't have a solid foundation of the spirit of christ of the revelation of christ of the nature of christ of the values of god because at the end of the day what we want to see manifest in in the earth amen is the realities of the kingdom of god amen that his kingdom come that is a whole different ball game amen of of concept of life that the kingdom of god is coming in to the various dimensions of life that people for centuries all right have, have worked on a particular philosophy and ideology and then you begin to stand and declare no this is not the way this is not the path this is not how life should be all right and you begin to proclaim and you begin to declare and you begin to pray and you begin to you know intercede and you begin to you know do things that that are contrary to what you know is normal to the people now that is that is a, that 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 requires a powerful spirit that's something that we want to see man Manifest in our day, all right. That this battle is not going to be done by flesh and blood. That it's not going to be, you know, the the, the 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 number of debates we have with people or the number of of engagement with people on social media all right people are just going to be people but if we take amen this this battle to the spiritual realm and begin to uh, you know force things to change in the spiritual realm amen by acknowledging the heart of god the mind of god and superimposing that all right it's the is the is the issue of darkness and light all right as long as darkness rules a place as long as darkness you know uh, is is what people you know prefer and, and 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 desire in a place there's nothing you do if you don't have the light okay there's nothing you can do if you don't have the light so you need to bring something that is contrary but that is evident 
that is evident, something that is, thank you, brother, for joining this morning. You need to bring the light of God to that dark place, all right? You've got to bring that which is evident that when you turn on the light, suddenly everybody can see. They say, my good God. Yes, the Bible says, those who sit in the in the land amen, of darkness, by the way of, by the way of Nafetele, all right? The Bible says they have seen a great light. They have seen it, all right? <laughs> so, so when we turn on light in community, in society, all right, it, it, it becomes evidential. It's not just something that is in the realm of the spirit. No, when Jesus went to the region of, you know, Caesarea, excuse me, when the way, Jesus went to, uh, um, Nafiteli, the, the land of Nafiteli, all right? You know, the Bible says the people who sat in darkness saw a great light. They saw the they saw the light. Now, when you see a light, you can't dispute light. No matter how you you argue, no matter how you try to convince yourself, no matter how you try to you know you know outdo the person. But excuse me, when light is turned on, light is turned on. That which is you know is secretive. That which is kept you know in the dark. That which is hidden. That which is unknown suddenly becomes revealed. That is the power of intercession that is the power of intercession intercession is turning on the light of god in dark realms in dark areas and the first place we want to turn on turn on light amen is in the mind of people. We want to turn on light in the mind of people. We want to turn the light of God, amen, within the structure of how people live their life, how they think, how they see, how they reason. Because whatever light we turn on in the community, we can have the most you know, beautiful and wonderful infrastructures around us. But if the infrastructure that defines people, all right, have not been dealt with, I tell you, it's only a matter of time before they use their hand to destroy the very infrastructure that has been built for them and this is something that to me that is very close to my heart that is not just enough yes we will talk about you know how our politicians need to you know provide you know amenities and provide you know infrastructures in community and that is good but guess what if you provide infrastructure and the mind of the people is still dysfunctional and their value system is this is still dysfunctional and that's a reality in south africa i mean south africa is just one country all right that i can use an example as an example just look at when people begin to protest for you know for things all right for you know for amenities for you know maybe for water for light or whatever or road in the community guess what guess what they do they go destroy the very things that you know already been built maybe a library or maybe an hospital i mean they use their own hand to go destroy the very things that will benefit them now that tells you something about the mindset of the people that it's not just you providing amenities you've got to change somebody may argue and say well if you give them what they want they won't they won't destroy what they're destroying but guess what they already have something so why destroying the ones you already have to protest for the one you don't have it doesn't make sense because that is something that deals with all right the value system of the people if you don't raise the value system of the people if you don't allow the people to come to a point that they begin to see that hey before you begin to destroy that but that you know hospital because you want a good road you better keep that hospital you better keep that library you better keep that because if you destroy that you're still gonna you know protest again for government to give you the same thing you've destroyed it doesn't make sense so this is the same thing we're seeing in the things of the spirit all right that when people say oh they want something from god or they want to get something then suddenly they begin to attack they begin to challenge that which god has already given to them all right they use their own hand the bible says foolish is a, is a woman that use our own 
own hand to to pull down our own house that is that is what we are seeing in the church we are using our hand to pull down we say we want to pray we want to intercede we want God to do things in the nation we want God to do things in the community but the very instrument the things that God has already given the things that God has already put in place we are using our hand to tear those things down to pull them down now God is not going to do things that way so we've got to find we've got to believe God first that when we talk about you know infrastructure and community it has to start with us I want my life to be in alignment with the will of God so that the things that I do the things that I say how I move how I react how I you know deals with the issues of life are done in precept are done in alignment with the will of God when we do that then we are growing in wisdom then we're growing on understanding because some of the principles that we're talking about in dealing with this concept of prayer remember the way we're dealing with prayer and intercession we're dealing with a force we're dealing with a negative force we're dealing with an opposition <laughs> there is no there is no how we can say we are praying and we want to intercede the moment you declare you want to be an intercessor it means you are ready amen to be opposed you are ready to be challenged the bible says i will build my church god is building a strong amen solidify intercessory church and to do that you've got to build the spirit you understand we've got to build the spirit when you build the spirit of intercession in people they, they automatically become an intercessor so we don't just build intercessors by prayer we build intercessor by building the spirit of intercession when we build the spirit of intercession then it gives us amen the, the, the capacity the leeway the knowledge to advance in that spirit against that which is contrary against that which opposes the values of god against that which stands amen in in, in, in the way of god in the way of the things of the spirit that is how we pray and that takes courage that takes wisdom that takes understanding that takes you know the, the spirit of counsel and mind and i want to quickly touch on one or two things here yesterday i was searching through my uh, uh my materials i saw a particular you know note that i did years back on, on on intercession and hopefully tomorrow thereabout i might just use that note because there are some powerful things that i said in that in, in that note i thought i was going to use it this morning but i don't know where i kept it but but yes let's just flow but let's look at you know what paul began to deal with all right in in, in ephesians chapter one and uh, maybe before i read ephesians chapter one let's go to romans chapter eight verse twenty 20 you know 26 27 because here again paul captured amen some very vital you know principle in terms of understanding how to engage the things of god in the place of intercession now why why do i take time you know to to explain all this thing to you know to bring principles in the word of god to at least lay that foundation because we want to build a solidified a well-defined a well mature a well you know a, a, a robust spirits when we do that then it's easy to pray you see anybody can pray but our prayer will give us up our prayer will reveal what is on the inside how we pray will reveal if we're indeed mature or we are indeed immature so so it's not just about the prayer it's about what is on the inside a man can only give what he has if if the if if you if you're shallow on the inside it's only a matter of time before your mouth reveal your shallowness if you're shallow on the inside it's only a matter of of you know of of 
time before you know what what your mouth amen you know expose that which that which is on the inside so we have to build amen a solid spiritual foundation amen that allow us to be able to engage the kind of spirits that the bible call asian spirit bible say lift up your heads ye gates asian doors be lifted up asian doors means they've been there <laughs> they've been there they've been there they've been there now you wake up one morning and you want to begin to challenge you know those doors remember the spirit also declare <laughs> who is the lord of glory they will challenge the lord of glory in your life the moment you begin to say these things ought not to be these things ought not to be these things ought not to be here we will not allow the spirit we will not allow this concept of life we will not allow this value system the moment you begin to raise a standard to say you want to challenge my good god they are gonna challenge you everything the devil has will be thrown at you the stones and the arrows amen will be coming your way so so you've got to understand your game you've got to understand your position the bible says amen you must take your stand and stand firm you must take because if you don't do that i tell you it just takes one spirit to to kick the prophet out of the land why because when you begin to challenge you know a negative spirit you want you're telling them the, the, the ruler you're telling those in authority amen that that you want the people to change and the devil doesn't want people to change the devil doesn't want people to change the devil wants to keep people amen in that wrong mindset of thinking in that wrong mindset of of expression of living and that's what we want to change christ came to change people he didn't just come to take people to heaven that's why when people when people give their life to jesus they don't immediately die and go to heaven no they still live here on earth why because jesus want them to engage with life amen he says go there all right multiply go into the world make disciples of nation if you're going to interface and interact with nation you have to know amen how nation thinks and you must make sure that you don't think the way the thing because you cannot you cannot have the same spirit of the world and tr- and think you're going to change the world you cannot believe the way the world is believing <clears throat> amen you can't have the same values of the world and think you're going to change the world it's not going to happen the devil will ask you you are mine you are one of mine you have no authority yet to tell me to change so if you're going to engage the powers of darkness if you're going to engage the opposite the you know the oppos- opposing spirit then you've got to have a well solidified revelation and understanding amen of who christ is and where you stand in the spirit of intercession the spirit of intercession means the spirit of that says i'm not gonna budge i'm not gonna move (laughs) this is what god wants this is what God desire. This is what God wants for my home, for my family. This is what God wants for my community, for my for my marriage. This is what God wants for my children. This is what God wants, all right, for you know, for you know, the people there, for you know, for for the city. This is what God wants for the government. This is what God wants for the nation. Intercession, like I said yesterday, is bringing the kingdom of God into being. Intercession is bringing, is manifesting the will of God. It's manifesting the counsel of God, the desires of God in a realm, in a place, in a region. And to do that, you have to deal with that which is above the people, not that which is beneath. You have no, you have no, you have no place fighting. All right, (laughs) the grand battle. If you cannot win, amen. 
the battle in the air you cannot win hallelujah the grand battle if you cannot win the battle in the air you cannot win the grand battle a lot of people want to fight but they are fighting on the ground no 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 if it's easy it's easy and quicker all right to finish your enemy from the air hallelujah than to you know to move start moving around for how long are you going to be moving around house to house you know place region to region no 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 if you are if you are attacking that's why you see the if you are strong in the air america and 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 china and you know and russia they understand this that's why they've got some of the best jet fighters in the world some of the, i mean russia has got a jet fighter that when that thing i mean that thing is faster than the speed of light that, the jet is faster than the speed of light it's like if it's gone you can't see it i mean they fly on that radar you can't even pick this jet they're coming to finish you and that is some powerful way the enemy finish people on the ground christians are still on the ground fighting themselves you know and this one doesn't talk to me that one doesn't we're still doing petty battles here and there you still want to fight the enemy no no take the battle to the spirit realm to the to the air where the bible said we're dealing with amen the prince of air Daniel dealt with the prince of hell. He dealt with the prince of Persia. He dealt with the prince of Greece. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna join force with God, then you've got to be a man that is positioned, amen, in the air, in the in the realm of the spirit. That is where the battle is. Jesus said the battle, amen, is not flesh and blood. Paul said the battle is not flesh. In fact, Jesus said, if your enemy, all right, if your enemy comes, he says to you, he said, give give the person food, give them give them water. He said by so doing, you are heaping a coal of fire upon their head you've got to understand that there's a there's a realm to fight amen that there, there, there are rankings there are realms in battles amen that makes your battle effective strategic amen and you win quicker and faster this is where we're coming into that if we want to engage with the complex battles of our day let's not look at the government amen on seat let's not look at the people amen on the ground what is motivating the people on the ground amen is an effect of the puppeteer there's a puppeteer there is somebody there is a spirit up there amen that is influencing that is controlling that's why i was saying yesterday you see in a community in a society everybody does the same thing i mean you look at what how do you explain that south africa has got one of the highest divorce rates in the world so it tells us that there's a spirit era that is fighting homes that is fighting marriages all right there is a spirit of rebellion in homes there is a spirit amen that that that, that refuses that that rejects honor and respect and dignity in the home that's why you can talk about a nation like this amen that has one of the highest divorce rates i mean you look at the same thing why, why is it that you know our our, our children all right they, they're not doing so well in school school all right we may blame it to apartheid yes apartheid is god is god is on hand in it but guess what it also tells us something about amen the values that we are injecting that we are promoting amen into the life of our children and you know and, 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 our, and our you know our students we've got to we've got to have insight into all this thing all right i was sharing was it two days ago there about i said in in this nation if you find a relationship that lasts for three years then that relationship will last for you know for 60 years if you if you ask me because there is something about you know you know relationship in south africa then it doesn't last three months six months at most maybe give it two years it, it, everything collapses no matter what that thing is it could be a relationship in marriage it could be in business all right it could be in friends you know two two guys come together they say we want to do business or they're just friends something will shatter because th- that spirit of division hallelujah has 
built amen he has built a garrison here that is a spirit of division that has built a garrison here and for you to attack that kind of a spirit you don't need to just go to prayer uh-uh. you've got to first understand the strategy you've got to understand amen the principality behind that spirit of division jesus christ came to break down the walls of petition jesus christ came to unite it, it, no, no. this is what we do when we talk about intercession we've got to have strategic understanding of the values of god we've got to understand what god wants to see manifest in an area we've got to understand how god wants life to be lived intercession is understanding the mind of god the will of god the counsel of god amen for regions for nations for cities amen intercessors must have clear insight regarding how god wants this nation amen to be lived god's prophetic counsel for the nation of south africa god's prophetic counsel for the nation amen of ghana of you know of america of europe you've got to have that first-hand knowledge of god's divine intention amen for your life for your family for your community for your city for your nation then you begin to then pray then you begin to pray and when you start praying you don't stop because first of all you have laid a solid foundation of revelation you know what god wants you know what god desire you know what god demands so now you are going to do what execute you cannot execute when you have no knowledge of the will of god you cannot execute when you lack the revelation amen of the eternal counsel of god intercessors are those who goes into the heavens and bring that which god has desired and designed amen for a realm for a region amen for a city for a nation and bring it to bear the it hallelujah can a nation be born in a day yes we take god's prophetic you know counsel for a realm for a nation a nation amen and we 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 we, we, we impregnate ourselves amen with that with that seed and we begin to pray until that seed begins to grow and form in us to become a man child hallelujah and a day comes we begin to push hallelujah we begin to push why well, because we are birthing we're giving back to a nation a nation can be born in a day karabayada this is the spirit of intercession. Not too many people will, will, will come this way. Not too many people will, will appreciate this. Because it is walk. But it's not a walk of the flesh. It is a walk of the spirit. The Bible says till this day the father is walking. What kind of a walk is the father walking? The Bible says Jesus Christ. Amen. At the right hand of the father. Till now he's doing what? He's making intercession for us. He's making intercession for us. He's pleading on our behalf. He's, 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 he's releasing grace and strength for me, Isaiah, to be able to do what he has called me to do this morning. It's not by might. It's not by power that I'm here doing what I'm doing. It's not by might. It's not by power that you're watching me. It is the spirit of God steering us. And in this new day, God is steering the spirit of his, of his, of his own. He's calling them. He's awakening them. And he's joining them together. But this joining is not going to be a joining of the flesh. It's going to be a joining of the spirit. If our joining is not spiritually solid. If our joining, if our coming together, it's not spiritual. It's not defining the spirit. Whatever men try to do all right, in coming together in the name of the Lord, it's not going to work. It's only a matter of time before you begin to see the crack. Before you begin to see the crack, a lot of things people have come together. Let's do it. Let's pray together. Let's do that. Let's do, no, no. You're going to see the crack because fleshy people are coming together. Fleshy people cannot advance the things of God in the place of prayer. Before we begin to pray, we've got to leave the flesh behind. And when we leave it behind, we leave it behind. We don't go back to it. We bury the flesh. We bury the flesh. Halavashayade. 
Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. We're talking about intercession. Intercession and the spirit of the age to come. There's an age we're entering in. And this age demands that we have, we have the knowledge. But not just the knowledge, the revelation of how kingdoms operate. Come on. <laughs> We've got to have the revelation, the revelation knowledge of how kingdom operates. Because listen to this, behind every politics and politicians, there are kingdoms demanding and defining what they do. Politics submits to a kingdom. Democracy submits to a realm. I love this. I love this. Democracy surrenders, bows the knees to a realm. And the forces that be that defines the narrative of democracy and, 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 and humanism in society. All right, They are beginning to show their face. We are beginning to identify them. There is an agenda that they are pushing. And the agenda is that of Lucifer. The agenda is that of Satan. The agenda is that of demonic wicked spirit in high places. Come on. So if we are just folding our hands and we think, oh, all is our politics. Politics alone will not solve our problem. We've got to be people who live on the mountain. We've got to be people, amen, who live in the, in the realm of the spirit. The Bible says we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That sitting, I tell you, is a seat, amen, of governance, is a seat of administration, is a seat, amen, of divine execution. When the judge, amen, rise up and sit, you better be afraid, you better shake on your boots because he's about to pass judgment. This is a day where the court of heaven once again is sitting and we have been invited to sit with God and become his judge in the earth. Why? Because we are the one that God has placed on earth. You see, we sit in two realms. We sit on earth and we sit in the heavens. We sit where God is, where Christ is. The Bible says we have become joint heads with Christ. If we are redeemed, we have become born again. We are one with Christ. We are joint with Christ. We, the Bible says we have become joint heads of Christ. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That is a position where we execute the judgment of God that is written regarding amen, our realms, our region. Earth is our region. We speak on behalf of earth. Because in the beginning, God gave earth to man, not, not to Lucifer, not to Satan, not to the powers of darkness. Amen. And as we have allowed, amen, wrong spirit, wrong philosophy, Asian devils, Greek mythologies, and all these funny philosophies that are, that are destroying the lives of men. Look at Greece today. That is a place where, you know, man, man claimed, you know, uh, uh, you know, their civilization began. Look at what happened in 2000, 2008, 2010, amen, when, 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 when the economic bubbles began to you know impact nation greek was heated the most while god was speaking to us god was telling us this civilization is over this ideology of man is over democracy that began in this realm is over democracy is collapsing amen the stone cut without hand is coming for that feet amen of iron and clay very soon the idols of men will come down crumbling crushing and they will be you know crushing to powder gone into the air we shall see them no more so rise up daniel take your place engage the heavens of god let the word of god be strong in your heart let your mouth be open and let god feed you afresh 
and speak as you prophesy upon the realms that defines the activities and the attitudes of men. Do not withhold. Do not stop. Do not be silent. Speak and prophesy yet again and let the earth shake. I said we're going to look at Ephesians, so I'm just excited in my spirit. You see, this thing is not flesh and blood. We're dealing with realms that men cannot see. That is intercession. You're dealing with realms. You see, for you to be able to pick those fighter jets that are that are faster than light. <laughs> I mean, you, they've gone beyond, you know, supersonic. These things are faster than light. They, they're, my good God. For you to be able to, you've got to have, guess what? You've got to have the better technology. First of all, that can pick these things on the radar. Secondly, that you can, you can shoot them down. I mean, you're even talking about space war. Now we're talking about, the, 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 you know, they're already talking about space war. You know, you talk about all these powerful nations, you know, they're going to the space and they're putting off all kinds of satellites. Now they're talking about, you know, a kind of a satellite that is, that is armed with a warhead. In, in other words, from, from space, you can shoot down a plane and you can shoot a nation. You can finish a nation from space. That's why today is no longer a battle for just the air. It's a battle for space. What are we talking about? These are all things which you begin to understand as believers. People, when people are very narrow-minded, are very small-minded, then they become a mincemeat. They become they, they become a casualty in the day of the battles of the kingdom. If you understand what God is doing this new day, don't fight the little demon at the low value. Don't, don't, you know, don't. Don't you even understand that even the spirit of Jezebel is too small. Jezebel is just one entity operating in one spirit. There is a, there is a higher spirit controlling Jezebel. We've got to be able to decode. We've got to be able to identify the spirits. We've got to be able to have the capacity to unmask the spirits. We unmask them. If you cannot unmask a spirit, I'm telling you, fear will kick you out of the land with your prophetic word. That is how powerful these spirits are. So we want to be able to unmask them. We unmask them by the revelation of God. First of all, we know what God is saying. When the man of God said, I am the only one, he should have asked God, am I the only one left? Or do you have plan B? God would have told him, man of God, I've got plan B. You are not the only one left. I've got 700 that have not bowed to the table of Jezebel. That have not, that have not submitted themselves. That have not been captured. That have not abdicated their place on the wall. That have not abdicated their place by the gate. I've got 7,000. I've got a, a, a warring army that are perfected by my nature. They are seven. They have not bowed their knees. I've hidden them for such a time as this. You're not the only one. You're doing what you need to do. And that's why, you see, when we begin to do things like this and begin to talk about intercession, it's very easy for people to get into that concept of spiritual pride and think I'm the only one. You know, that was what killed, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the intercessory move, you know, you know, two, you know, some, two, you know, two decades ago. You know, back then, the inter, you know, you, 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 everybody's talking about intercession, intercession, all right? And, and pride, pride got into that movement. Pride got into that thing and destroyed the whole thing and God shut it down. 
Now God is awakening it again. He said, I've got understanding. I was, I, was, I was an intercessor. I've been an intercessor, you know, for over 28 years. I've been praying. God has positioned me. I've been praying right from my Bible school days. God has positioned me as an intercessor. I told people that I began my prophetic journey as an intercessor. I didn't begin with that. With, with, in fact, no prophet begins as a prophet. If you're going to start your prophetic journey, they plunge you into the school of prayer and intercession. That is where they build your spirit. Remember what I said earlier? You cannot enter and Engage, amen. The, the, the act, the act of intercession, without, amen, being built first in the spirit of intercession, and that they would do through the school of the spirit. That they would do through the school of the spirit. So the school of the spirit, amen, which which is the school of prayer, was my was my launching point, was my beginning point, amen, in what is called the spirit, amen, of in, of, of, of intercession, which which further expand to the spirit of the prophetic. All right. You cannot have a true prophet exercise, you know, prophetic grace over realms and region and 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 and, and situations and, con- and condition without a well robust, matured intercessory spirit. It's impossible. If you're doing that, then you're doing it from a different spirit, amen. From a foreign spirit, God births His own in the place, amen, of agonizing prayer because that is the place where they begin to train and. Build capacity, amen, for, for compassion, amen, and for passion in engaging the forces and the powers that be. You cannot pray. You cannot be an, an, an intercessor if you have not been born in that spirit of passion and compassion. The ability to see things the way God sees them. The ability to look at things, amen, from the eyes of God, from the view lens of the spirit, amen, and ask the Lord, what would you have me do? Amen. You you can you you cannot be just zealous when it comes to intercession and prayer. No, you cannot just be zealous. You cannot just oh, you see things happen. Oh, let's go pray. No, no, it doesn't work that way. You've got to have the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding. There has to be the spirit of knowledge, wisdom, revelation, and understanding. This has to be there, informing and giving you direction of how to engage, lest you engage outside the order of God, outside the protocol of the spirit and you become or create more casualty this is what is happened in fact that was what happened two decades ago and so the joy of our day is that as the lord begins to awaken again the spirit of intercession he has already positioned him a strong prophetic you know elders at the gate that can help to nurture amen and, and safeguard amen that which god amen is calling for in this new day come on that you see that is what they didn't have back there today we have men and women amen there may be few but i tell you they are there they are hidden all you all you may be seeing is the bushiris of this world and all the liars and all but guess what those those things are not even in the radar of god there you see there are certain churches certain men of god they are not in the radar of god when you talk about church men of god ecclesia those people that we're talking about we're they are not in the radar of the spirit the true servants of god the true men of god the true ones that god amen has prepared and has positioned you have to search for them they're like john the baptist you have to search for them you need a magnifier to find them you need amen, a telescope to look for them you need amen a passionate heart and a passionate spirit because there will be somewhere at the back of somewhere god knows where amen declaring the voice of god and if you truly want the truth you have to go search for them you have to go look for them you have to position yourself you have to take yourself on a journey the bible says the people they went to the backside of the wilderness 
to look for John. And when they came to John, God did, John did not say, oh guys, welcome. He raised the standard. Who, 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 who forced you to come? He, he said to the Pharisee, you brood of vipers, what have you come here to do? Don't you think, don't ever think that when you find John, he will just open his eyes and say, come into the fold. No, no, no. You must follow the value system because when you come into that order, then you are ready to submit to the values of God. You are ready, amen, to become a student and not a teacher. Many people want to join the things of God as long as they have a say. As long as they can control the show. As long as they can determine the tempo and the temperature of the spirit. No, no, no. You cannot do that. Not in this day. No, 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 no. No spirit, amen, of manipulation will be allowed in this order of the prophetic or in this order of intercession. Because that is what happened in the, in, in, you know, back then. The spirit of manipulation, amen, hijacked the move of God. The spirit of manipulation. You begin to manipulate people in prayer. You begin to use prayer and intercession, called, so-called intercession, to manipulate people, to manipulate the man of God. And the man of God also used the same thing to manipulate the people. So people are manipulating each other. You know what the Holy Spirit just did? He just removed themselves. He said, bye, you guys continue to do your own thing. But thank God that we're engaging, amen, a new day. And the new day that we have come into, amen, is not defined and determined by what is happening on the ground. No, it's determined because of the timing of the spirit, amen. God said, I would do a new thing. And, and we're picking by the spirit that that day, that, that, that hour has come, amen, that God, heaven is sending messengers. They are bringing us good tidings from heaven. Hallelujah. They're searching for the Marys and the Joseph of our generation. And they're bringing us good tidings. You have found favor, Mary, before God, and they are birthing the seed of Christ, of the man-child in us again. And we are carrying this thing. Hey, the day of the Lord is upon us where Christ again will be revealed, will be manifest in the land. People will see once again that indeed the things of God has not died. In fact, it was a strategic move of God to shut it down, to raise a people that will mature, that will be equipped, amen, to carry this new day. God moves in season and in this season hallelujah God has begun to move and we are ready hallelujah to align our heart our mind our thought our intentions every aspect of our being is in synchrony with the desire with the desire of God with the demand of God this is the day where the kingdom of God is making landfall over every aspect of human life we like it or not Babylon will fall we like it or not Egypt will bow the knees we like it or not, Assyria will give up. We like it or not, God will have Himself a people in the earth that will declare His glory and His praise. The devil cannot stop this. The system He has put in place are too weak to stop this. As long as I have breath in me, I will not be quiet. He said, you who make mention of the Lord, give yourself no rest and give him no rest until Zion becomes a place in the earth. Zion is a place of perfected beauty. Come on. There are nations, there are realms that we need to perfect in the beauty of the things of the spirit. Come on. Wake up and allow God to impregnate you with a burden that will bring forth amen, a people out of darkness into light. This is the day of the Lord. Thank you, man of God, for joining this morning. I said we're going to look at Romans chapter 8. 
speaking the heart of God <clears throat> as we are rediscovering what intercession is. Oh, hallelujah. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, in the same way, I want, I want you to note the pattern of the statement, in the same way, the Spirit helps in our weakness, some translation will say, in our infirmity. Are you saying that there is a weakness in how we engage the things of the Spirit? Because most time, we, we, we rush through the statement, we just breeze through the statement, and we don't really pause to actually ask ourselves, what is the weakness? What is the infirmity that the Spirit of God is emphasizing here through Apostle Paul? He said, in the same way, the Spirit helps our weakness. Weakness, we're weak. For we do not know what, for we do not know how we ought to pray. Okay, now, so you see, this is just a simple English. So this weakness is connected, amen, to how to pray. This is not a physical, emotional ailment. Uh, 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 you know, people can be sick in their body. But this is a sickness of the Spirit. <laughs> And the sickness of the spirit is connected directly to, directly to how people pray. This is why I wrote a book. I wrote an entire manual on redefining the ministry of prayer. It says, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my ways. Are not my thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So if this is what God declares through his own servant Isaiah, then how then do we begin to understand the ways of God, the thoughts of God? Because until we understand the ways and the thoughts of God, we will remain weak, we will remain sick. And if we're weak and sick, we become vulnerable. That even in our prayer, we can be vulnerable. In our prayer, in the act of doing the things of the Spirit, we can be because the devil, the demons that we are dealing with, they are demons that operate by system, by rankings. They understand that this is what this guy is saying. <laughs> it's from the order of a place called weakness, sickness. Attack him. In fact, you finish praying, you, you, you fall sick. Have you noticed that? That when people finish spiritual activity... They become weak. They become sick. They become lazy. They, they, they become drained. You see, this kind of operation, we've got to understand it. That's why, you see, men of God, they finish, they finish spiritual activity. They become vulnerable. This is one of the reasons why a lot of men of God fall prey, all right, you know, to sexual, you know, scandals. They don't want to fall into sexual scandals. No, they don't want to. But you see, because they have not understood the operations of the spirit. So it's easy. The most vulnerable time, at least the few people watching me are men of God. The most vulnerable, <clears throat> the most vulnerable time, amen, that, 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 you can, that, that, you can, that you can have is when you just finish a spiritual activity without allowing, amen, the Holy Spirit, amen, to, you know, to, 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 to rebuild you, amen, without allowing certain people. You see, 
In fact, when you finish praying, certain people should not come around you. When you finish engaging in the things of the Spirit, that's not the time to hug everybody. That's not the time. Listen to this. I want to say this. Because I've been a pastor. I pastor a church, amen, for, for 18, 20 years. You know, understand? When you finish pastor, you know, preaching in the pulpit, that is not the time to start giving all the sister organs. Because I tell you, there are some spirit that are there just waiting for that time that you just finish releasing. Virtue has left you. And then you start going hugging. As you're hugging, the spirit of loss punch patch on you. Before you know it, all you did was to give a hug. The next time you're looking at the sister and your eyes is going like this, blinking, blinking, and you're wondering what's happening. Yes, you've got to, wisdom builds a house. Come on, brethren. Wisdom builds a house. You know, in this new day that I'm entering, you know, as I clock 50, I'm going to be sharing some things that deals with relationship, that deals with ministry, that deals with, because God has given me so much you know, exposure and experience. Some some have been difficult and challenging. But guess what? Guess what? I learned. There were times that I have fallen in my journey. I learned how to get up. And now I can pass those knowledge and information and revelation, if you will, amen, to the next generation. I'm so interested about the next generation so that we don't make the same mistake of the past. Mm. They, they said the only thing we've learned in history is that people never learn anything. We don't want to make that mistake. We have to learn. We have to learn what are the mistakes of the past. What are the mistakes of, of the past move? What are the mistakes that people made, amen, when the apostolic reformation began, amen, in the 90s? I was there. What are the mistakes? What have we learned, amen? What are we doing differently now today? When, what, what have we learned, amen, when the ministry of, inter- of, of prayer and intercession in two decades ago was hijacked by all kinds of foreign spirit? Uh, what, what, what have we learned, amen, how men and women use the ministry of intercession to destroy homes, to destroy families and marriages in the name of manipulating men, manipulating women. What have we learned? How people use the ministry of intercession to manipulate communities, churches, pastors. Listen to this. I give you this first-hand testimony. This is a first-hand testimony. You know, Apostle Andre, you know uh, um, uh, uh, Apostle Moodley, Moodley in Johannesburg. When I was at his church helping them, and I was saying to him, we need to start, you know, a, we need to start a prayer group, an intercessory group. You know, finally, Apostle Moodley, finally, I mean, it's, it's late now. He finally confessed to me. He said, man of God, you know what? I don't, I don't want to have an intercessory group in my church. I said, why? He said, because we used to have one. He said, these people, they used their prayer to manipulate me. They were using their prayer to, you know, to try to control me. I said, what? I said, no, allow me. <clears throat> Just give me the opportunity. And finally, they set up a, you know, this tent on the underside of the church. And we began to invite people, come, let's come, let's pray. And, and I was in charge. You know, after three, four sessions, I began to see the, the apostle himself join us. He said, no, I don't know that prayer can be this exciting. I didn't know that we can have so much revelation about prayer. That is what happened. When we want to do something of the spirit, we need to find the organogram. We need to find the pattern. We need to know what God, amen, has given to us as patterns, as revelation in his word. So that we are not, we are not kajol. We are not, no, no. You don't tell me the spirit of God is telling you. The spirit of God is moving. No, no, no. There is ranking. There is authority. There is government in the house. There's liberty. You know, yesterday I posted a word. Man of God, don't allow people to use the spirit of false humility. False humility. 
That's a spirit in Colossians. False humility to hijack you. You know, you want to do something now, they use false humility. We're going to be dealing with this spirit. Very soon, I want to do a series of teaching on how to locate Jezebel and how to finish Jezebel in your house. Oh, I'm alive. I've been awakened in this new day. You see, for years, I've been in, the, I've been in this nation. And the Lord told me, be quiet. You just study the land. And study the church. And say nothing. So if you, if, you, if you look for me back then, you won't find me. God says, put your house in order. Put your home in order. Put your, put your marriage in order. Because if you don't do that, in the day I need to bring you out to begin to speak like this, the devil will come for your children. The devil will come for your marriage. The devil will come for your finance. And that's why I have nothing to hide. And that's why I keep telling people, I'm not a pastor. I don't want to pastor. It's a lot of pastors, a lot of apostles. They don't want to invite me because they're afraid this guy's going to destroy what we're building. No, yeah, if you're building wrong, it will be destroyed. Not me. Because if you, if you bring the right order, the right system, the right pattern, the right apostolic order, all right, on a wrong foundation, it will crumble it, it will finish it. You see, when the Bible talks about that stone cut, cut, cut up without you know, a human hand, coming for the, for, the iron, for the iron and clay merged together on the image of Nebuchadnezzar, that is not just a pattern that we see in the world. It's also a pattern we see in the church because that image is also a religious system. It's a religious spirit. And guess what? That thing is coming for any church, any house amen, that is built on false relationship. Iron and clay, they don't hold together. Anything we are building in this day, hallelujah, that is not built, integrated on the spirit of the assembly. On the spirit, that's why you need to listen to my teachings, amen, on redefining the church. We're talking about building the apostolic church. We're talking about the doctrine of the church. You need to listen to some of the teachings we've done. I tell you, it's going to help you. We want to build right because there is a devil. There is a spirit that is coming for us. There is a spirit of the age that we are about to engage in. That our house must be in order so that when the storm and the rain begins to, begins to, it begins to flow and the flood amen, of judgment begins to come. Instead of your house sinking, your house, hallelujah, will be floating and not just floating, will be gliding and moving to the next order of God. It's called Ararat. Listen, brethren, we want to advance in the things of God, but we've got to build the house, we've got to build the ark, amen, in accordance to divine structure. It's called intercession. That when people come to pray, they have an understanding of the vision of God, not just for the house, but for the nation, for the state. Because intercession is not just about praying for the church, it's about praying for the intentions of God through the church, amen, in the city, in the nation, in the community where the church exists. You cannot pray. You cannot intercede if you have no divine blueprint of how God prophetically is moving in the land. You don't look at what is trendy. You don't look at what somebody is saying. You don't look at what TDJX is saying to suddenly come up with an intercessory group. No, no. You don't look at what some, you know, elders or some, you know, 
church god knows where are declaring from america from no 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 you've got to understand that his church is built amen in the uniqueness of god's prophetic objective for the society therefore if you go into the spirit and begin to receive the blueprint for for your church as one situated in south africa then heaven begin to tell you this is what we want this is what we want for south africa but this is what we want for your community in santin this is what we want for your community in in Indiana's, but this is what we want for your community all right pastor Pastor George, you've been tagged. All right. So they begin to give you a, a divine blueprint for how your church amen, should be built because your church must be able, hallelujah, to relevantly interface with God's intention for that location, for that community. That is how we transform a nation. That is why, amen, God places churches in regions, in community. The church of Titara is different from the church of Ephesus and their blueprint, their mission, hallelujah, differs. The church of Ephesus is different from the church of Philippi. It's different, it's different from the church of Thessalonica. You've got to understand when you read scripture, you begin to, you begin to see the unique blueprint of each each of these churches they are all apostolic but their message their concept hallelujah differs they're not the same they are not the same therefore you cannot borrow a pattern you cannot borrow a blueprint amen from a church in america to come build a church in south africa you will be a default you'll be making mistakes your prayer will be out of order your intercession will not be impactful it will not make difference in the land so we've got to understand that in this new day we've got to Build the concept of our spiritual life and the concept of our spiritual engagement from the organogram, from the pattern, from the footing of a well-robust apostolic order. The apostolic is a spirit. The prophetic is a spirit. Hallelujah. Merging with the nature, the values of Christ. Christ becomes the framework of that which defines and guides and regulates what this ministry are designed to be as the foundation the apostles and the prophets, they are the foundation. They are not just the limited instrument of the building of the house of God. They are the foundation. I told you, I've said this before, I'll say it again. In a house that is effective, effectively built, you will feel the impact of the prophetic. You will feel the impact of the apostolic in the house, but you will hardly see the apostle. It's not about the title. It's about the spirits that is in the house. And when the spirit is in the house, you will see Jesus. You will see Jesus there. This three order must be there as a foundation. And when we have this, oh, your house will be in order. You can travel for three months without making any call. The house will be in order because there is government in the house. First Timothy 3.15 it says, you teach the people. You teach the people. This is how to be, 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 behave themselves in the house of God. In the household of God. Which is the church. Which is the church. And the pillar and ground of truth. Come on church. It's time to reclaim the divine blueprint. There is time to reclaim. This morning I'm talking about the spirit of intercession. We've got to develop that spirit. That spirit is one that has interfaced with the mind of God. Hallelujah. In the heavenly places, Christ is, is at the right hand of God interceding. What is he saying? What is the declarations and the proclamations? What are the 
what are the revealing declarations of Christ as the intercessor, as the chief intercessor, just as he is the chief apostle, just as he is the chief prophet, he is the chief intercessor. Why? Because he wants something to be revealed, to be manifest. And he knows that for those things to be revealed and to be manifest, it's not going to just happen because we, because we teach the word, because we teach the word. No, you've got to birth the spirit, amen, of that which you have thought, amen, through the spirit of intercession. If you're just fixative on teaching and you are not, you are not hitting the fire, you're not, you're not teaching, you're not bringing the people, you're not bringing the people where they can engage with you in the spirit. Don't you understand that you only know your people to the degree you pray with them? Come on. If your people cannot pray with you, you've not started building. When they start praying, they don't define. You see, a lot of men of God, they pray. When it comes to intercession, they give the ministry to somebody in the church. God told me years back when I was pastoring. The ministry of intercession, of leading intercession in your church, is yours. Raise people. You see, because that is where the people really connect with your spirit. And it's in that place of prayer that your spirit gets to be transferred to their spirit. So, when you allow somebody to take your place in the place of spiritual engagement, you've abdicated your responsibility and your authority in the house to another spirit. So, the people will get, they will get drawn to that person, not to you. That's a, that's, that's a misfit. That's a misrepresentation of the things of God. Including worship. Worship is not, listen to this, worship is not about somebody with a nice voice to lead people in worship. Worship is a spirit that you command, that you define, that you demand. You have to lead the spirit of worship. I'm not saying you have to be the one singing. You have to lead the spirit of worship in your house because then that defines. Hallelujah. You see, when you start worshiping God, what God does in return when they begin to respond, when heaven begins to respond back to you, amen, back to earth in your place of worship, is that they begin to release the kind of grace and apostolic capacity that is required for the house to function effectively regarding, amen, their prophetic objective. So if they come, and they're looking for who is leading worship. Who, who defines the spirit of the house? And they find Sister Sally. And they say, Sister Sally, are you the pastor? <laughs> are you the apostle? No, she's not. But the apostle, has, uh, you're the pastor, whoever has abdicated his responsibility. In the, worship is that you pick the song. You pick the song. Because the song defines the culture that you want to build in the house. The song of the house defines the song of your journey. It defines, hallelujah, where you are advancing to, where you want to see manifest. So if you're singing what is trending because everybody is singing it, you miss God. You miss your day. You miss your moment. You, you bring in a foreign spirit. And the day that song amen, dies, amen, because that song is no longer trendy, you have to look for something else to sing. No, listen to this. You 
as a leader of the house, particularly if you're prophetic, if you're apostolic, listen to this. You have to create. You have to build. Oh, you say, what are you talking about? I say, you have to build your own song. That's why you read the songs of David, the songs of Moses. What is your song? In my house back then, when I was a pastor, I was writing the song. I will show you tomorrow. I still have them. The songs. Because those songs are the, are, the, are the sound of the spirit that I was hearing. And it's with those sound that we wore. <laughs> it is with the sound we wore. It, it, don't you understand that your song is your warring order? Is your marching order? Every song were designed for a moment by a spirit to imprint, to inject what that person picks up or what that person is feeling about the dealings of God. Now, we take the song. It becomes a general song. Everybody's singing in the house. But we don't even understand the intentions of God. This is a new day. And heaven is bringing us to a place where we get reclothed Reclothed means that we no longer wear the effort of Aaron or Eli. This is the Melchizedek priesthood. What garment was Melchizedek wearing as a priest? <clears throat> You've got to find that. In the day you are to appear before the powers of darkness like Paul appearing before Festus. How do you think Paul dressed? What were the makeup of his spiritual culture that he was able to stand and speak in the midst of all this kind of foreign human spirit that wants to bury him? You've got to know what the Spirit of God is saying and declaring. We're talking about, you see, intercession is a whole structure of your apostolic, when I mean apostolic, I'm talking about government. Please, every time I talk apostolic, you've got to understand I'm talking about government. I'm talking about authority. I'm talking about power. I'm talking about, amen, the resident spirit of God. I'm talking about, amen, God's divine intention and blueprint of his church called apostolic. The church of Christ is a saint church and that makes the church, amen, apostolos. It's not an entity. The spirit dwells in an entity. Anybody can be an apostle if you're sent to carry out a specific function with a governmental authority that has been tried through seasons of experience and transition in the wilderness of preparation. So you don't wake up one morning and decide, oh, I've been called. I'm an apostle. It doesn't work that way. Sorry. Personally, I do not believe that anybody can be called, and, and I mean, we, we all can be called to be an apostle, amen, but we need to grow in that apostolic, and if you ask me, this is my own personal belief, if you ask me, it will take at least nothing less than, nothing less than 20 years journey with the Lord for your apostolic grace to begin to at least show that indeed this, this is an apostle, if you ask me, because of the issues of flesh. He said, but they took Jesus Christ. Amen. That was Jesus. If you can give, if you can give God the kind of journey Jesus gave, amen, then, then you qualify. 
Then you qualify. You know, for 16, 18 years, his life, nobody heard anything about him. He surrendered, he submitted. The next time we will read in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says he learned obedience by the things he suffered. It was from there. It was from there. The Bible says, this day, I am your father. I have begotten you. In fact, you've been born after the order of Melchizedek. Read. It's there in the book of Hebrews. I guess chapter 4, 5. We've got to find the pattern. We've got to find the organogram. We've got to find how God wants us to engage. God is changing the wineskin of the ecclesia. The ecclesia that has been born in this new day is one that is being fashioned in the spirit, in the womb of intercession. The spirit of intercession is giving us once again the mark of God upon our forehead. And we will go forth in this order that no power, no spirit, no entity, no demonic system will be able to stop that which God is building. Because this which God is birthing now, come on, is something that cannot be stopped. It's a flood. It's a wind is a water is flowing is an air you can't stop it you can't catch it you can't kill it you may kill the church you may destroy the building but you cannot stop that which god is doing because that which god is doing guess what is spirit is spiritual but it will be hitting men here and there. You will be feeling the impact. Like they feel the impact of the wind. Of the storm. Of the water. But you can't stop it. You cannot stop this thing. Tell the devil. He cannot stop this. No devil. No demon. No system. No power. No, no spirit gathered together within a building can stop this. If you connect to the spirit of intercession as a servant of the Lord. I'm happy this morning that many of us watching me are men of God. Give time in the place, not just of prayer, but of intercession. Ask the Lord to bring you to his mountain. To begin to show you. To begin to reveal to you his heart, his mind, his desire for the realm you have been positioned. That is how we take the land. That is how we take the city. There's a strategy of how to take the land. There's a strategy. It's not by might. It's not how big your church is. It's not where your church is located. It's where you've been assigned prophetically. Speak. John was in the wilderness. They located him there. The armies, the generals, the custom guys, the business guys, they all left their tush life. They all left their executive life. No, they, they went looking for John at the backside of the wilderness. Listen to this. If you're a voice, no matter where you are, you will be found. Did you hear what I said? If you're a voice, no matter where you are, you will be found. If they are not coming, don't worry. Keep praying. As the cloud begins to form over your house, over your tribe, and they've been patched land, they've been dryness, they've been farming in the land, what do you think any sane person would do? It's about to rain there. <laughs> The clouds are forming there. We better shift <laughs> direction. They will come. I told you yesterday. While I was, you know, 
young in ministry buildings, you know, struggling. You know how we struggle when you start, a, start ministry. So I went to my pastor. And I was his, I mean, I, mean, I was his personal assistant back then. Reverend Chris Tundijada. I went to him and said, sir, you know, I need you to assist me. I, I need to get some chairs. I need to, you know, you, you know how it is. You want to start a church. You want to, you want to get a drum. You want to get nice chairs. You want to make the place look nice. I mean, everybody does that. I mean, you know what he told me? He said, you go pray and make sure you get the people into wherever you're gathering. The people will buy the chair. <laughs> he said, the people, buy, don't buy the chair before the people. Let the people buy the chair themselves. This is what this man of God told me. I'm like, God, what are you talking about? <laughs> but as I was going, I saw wisdom in what he was saying. I said to myself, Isaiah, you need to pray them all. And I tell you, I'm praying in where we're using in fellowship back then. And I just see people from nowhere. They just come and they just sit. They just come. 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 It's like my prayer was pulling them. Then I understood the season has changed. You no longer build church by dressing the place first. You build church by bringing the presence of God there. And the presence of God will attract the people. And that has been my watchword till today. I don't go in the flesh. So I'm going to close this morning. We know not how to pray. This is where we start. This is what got me into all this. Got me into this babbling. All right. But it's not just a babbling. This is some nice meat. All right. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit helps in our weakness. And I told you, this weakness is not some physical, emotional, you know, human weakness. It's a spiritual weakness in our weakness. For we do not know how we ought to pray. How we ought, ought to pray. There is a way we ought to pray. You want to know a spiritual person? Let the person begin to pray. You want to know somebody that is very soulish, carnal, amen, and weak? Let the person open his mouth to pray immediately. I mean, in your prayer, I can pick your level of spirituality, even if you try to deceive me with your semantics. Semantics is not a prayer. I can pick the spirit of your prayer. In the same way, the spirit helps in our weakness. For we do not know how. How? That's the key word. That's the underlining word. How we ought to pray. He said, but the spirit himself intercede for us with groans too deep. With groans too deep for words. I.e. Lagash. Embra. Uskiande. Alabosh. Ah, but guess what? You don't get to the place of groaning by starting prayer by groaning. You grow into, into groaning by connecting to the spirit. Just pray in tongues. That's why, you see, you cannot take it from people like Kenneth Hagin. I mean, I learned a lot from, you know, Kenneth Hagin back then. Because, you see, like I told you, I grew up in a charismatic community back then. You know, my pastor, I mean, he was charismatic to the core. Kenneth Hagin, you know, Kenneth Copeland, Jerry Savelle, you know, Maurice Cerullo and all this. I mean, God gave me an opportunity to seize the moment. I learned everything I could learn. I mean, I was buying materials. I was buying books of this guy. I was eating their meal like nothing else. One of the things I picked from Kenneth Hagin was the spirit of prayer. 
the Pauline prayer, the, the prayers of Paul. I mean, I will pray and I will pray and I'll just be praying, God, I receive the spirit of wisdom. Lord, I receive the spirit of understanding. Lord, I receive. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to be talking on some of those things that I, I wrote down. I, I, earlier, I, I said, I, I saw some of my materials that I did back then on intercession. I saw it. I just don't know where I dropped it again. You know, while I'm trying to keep it now, I've misplaced it. But tomorrow I'm going to be dealing with that. And, and, I, you know, and I began to pray this thing. And the more I pray this thing, suddenly I realized something is happening in my spirit. Suddenly, my spirit gets more firm, gets more strong. I said, okay, so this is how this thing works. All right. And then, and then he talk, you know, taught us back then how to pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Shut your mind off any other thing. Yes, you may start, you know, with you thinking here and there. Your mind is running here and there. But you do it after 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You can, if you do it for 30 minutes. You see, that's why I believe that if you're really going to be serious with the things of the spirit, you've got to give your your time listen listen to this babylon must not determine your time you must determine the time you use in babylon god must determine i mean the rest of your time if you're truly gonna be amen, a vessel that will shift things in this season i babylon cannot define your time or else you will remain in that average reality of the things of god but if you want to be a man a pathfinder you want to be a person at the forefront of the things of god in this last day babylon cannot define your time i don't know what you're going to do how you're going to do it but you something has to change amen in your structure of priority and time because you see if you're going to be praying for your spirit to grow and to mature you want to grow, you want to build a man, a community where they can come into the full reality, into the full statue of Christ. My good God, your spirit must first come to the full statue of Christ. So you have to pray. You have to pray. You have to come to the place, hallelujah, where you are submerged in the water of God, in the water of the spirit. So I'm praying. You know, back there, I'm praying four hours. I'm going three hours. When I feel tired and I go get some water, drink, I come back again. Those were the good days of laying foundation. You see, people look at me today and say, man of God, how do you do this? You've written all these books, all these materials, all these manuals. All, how do you do this? How do you just keep coming? Somebody sent me a you know a mess uh, you know a, a, a message not too long ago, and this person was like, Prophet Isaiah, I don't know how you do it, but you know your life is an inspiration, and God knows I'm humble. I'm humble. Oh, I appreciate what this person is saying, and I'm saying to myself, if only this guy know the price, the price I've paid. If only, if only this person knows my journey. I appreciate that this person can see, but. It has cost me blood. It's cost me relationship. It's a choice. The Lord asks me, do you want the flame? Do you want the fame or do you want the flame? The fame or flame? Can I get the two? No. You've got to choose one. <laughs> Can I get the fame and the flame? He said, no. You've got to choose one. All right, Lord. I want the fame. The flame. <laughs> we don't want fame. We want the flame. We want the fire. I had to choose the fire. You, and I plunge myself in prayer. You will pray and pray and pray. You know, you pray until you can pray again. Then I rest. Then the Lord told me, when next you're praying, play something like this. That's why every time you hear me pray, 
you hear this I began to create an atmosphere of the prophetic in my prayer thank you father suddenly my, my spirit came alive again it's like you're juggling and you're tired suddenly power is released energy is released Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Yes. Yes. Your spirit man is being renewed. It's being refreshed. Don't you understand that sound renews your spirit? That's why the sound you listen to, they define the kind of prophetic spirit that governs not just your life, but your house. Don't bring a foreign spirit in the name of song into your house. You say, but they're singing Christians. <laughs> Don't you understand? Not all Christian songs are birthed by the spirit of God. I'm very selective. Because God is very selective. So what am I saying? We learn to develop our spirit man. And it's from there. To the degree our spirit man is developed. Is to the degree God will use our spirit. To punch things. To bat things. To break through barriers. And to establish his kingdom. Listen to the last thing that I'm about to say. Then I'm going to close. As God uses the right spirit to establish his apostolic governmental intention in the earth. So does the devil uses the wrong spirit to advance his diabolic intention in the earth. So it's a war of spirit. As God uses the right spirit, people with the right spirit. The right spirit does not just consist, amen, of the gifts of the spirit. It includes the fruit of the spirit manifesting in humility. But this humility is not one that is carnal, you know, that, that is sensual. This humility is one that is governmental. People have said to me, Prophet Isaiah, you're a humble man. Yes, but then they're surprised when they see me exercise governmental authority. And I stand my ground, I stand my ground. My values are clear. I don't do things that I give people opportunity to doubt where I stand. No. I was sharing, was it, was it when the, the, the election day? My neighbor, the other side, they've been drinking from the nights before till the next morning. And they've got children watching there. You know what I did? I went there. And I said to them, guys, don't you understand what you're doing? You're destroying the life of these children. They're unbelievers. It doesn't matter. You're destroying the life of your children. You're drinking all night. You're playing loud music and just look at They challenge me. I don't mind. It's our right. It's your right. But you don't have the right to destroy the life of these children. And I told them off. I said, look, you, you have fire here. Your brain, can you put your hand in the fire? They said, no, we can't do so. Why would you like, why would you want to destroy the life of these children? 
Never give people an opportunity not to know where you stand, who you are, what you represent. Everybody around me know who I am and what I stand for. Even if that will bring controversy, define who you are. I love people. I play with people. I'm very likable. I'm a very likable person. I mean, but if you're really going to make a difference as a leader, never give people the chance to speculate your values. Not even the closest people to you. This is how we govern. This is how we lead. Friends, I'm indebted to you for turning you know, coming, turning on your, your whatever, your phone, whatever you're watching from. But I'm grateful that you're able to be part of this world. Today, this world is fulfilled in your ears. It will never be said again that, oh, you never heard those things. No. And if you've heard it before, may it be a confirmation to awaken you to reorder, to redesign, to realign your life back to the divine order and intentions of God. This is not about being perfect. This is about seizing the moment. There is a moment that has been released in the spirit of prophetic governmental engagement. And I sense that I'm not the only one that God is awakening in this season to release this order, to bring this order into a reality. I sense that. But I want to do what I need to do. I told you some time ago, the Lord said to me, 1990, I was in Bible school, the Lord said to me, pray as if nobody's praying. Don't look at anyone. Don't judge your prayer life by anyone's standard. And I've held on to that word till today. So, for all I care, there can be 10,000 people praying. I don't have to join them. I need to do what God will have me do. Because even in intercession, we must have the right spirit. Thank you, Sir Apostle Godfrey. We must have the right spirit. We must have the right spirit. It's not every prayer people are praying, all right, are designed by God. There are people, there are prayers that people are praying that are stimulated by the soul. If we don't understand the difference between the soul and the spirit, we would join the wrong tribe and we will birth Ishmael. No, this is the day of Isaac. We are the Isaac generation. We don't want to birth things, amen, through the spirit of Agar. We don't want to give birth to rebellion. We don't want to go out of order. We want to walk in obedience. We want to walk in the counsel of God. We want our prayer that while we are praying, we want the fire to fall. We don't want to cook up anything, trying to do it by might. You see, that's a foreign spirit. Elijah was laughing at the people, mocking them. So maybe your God has gone to sleep. You know, if their God gone to sleep, you know what they do? They go to the witch of Endom. That's why today you will see pastors, men of God, they are going to Ghana, they're going to Nigeria to get to you know to get foreign powers, powers of darkness are now resourcing the church of God. Can you believe that? People are going to witches and wizards, they are going to all kinds of people. We're hearing the testimony here and there. You can see them all on YouTube. 
people going to all kinds of places to get some dark powers to come use in the church because they think the church, amen, is a show. They think the things we do in the church is a show. Huh? They think it's just about money. Listen, brethren, it's time to shut down their business. That was what Paul did. Alexander the coppersmith ran. <laughs> he said, hey, these guys have come to destroy our business. We want to destroy their business. We raise the standard. So thank you so very much for listening to me this morning before I begin another session. <laughs> I can just stop. I can, I can just stop. I can just continue. But I appreciate everyone. Uh, uh, Pastor George, thank you for joining this morning. Brother Derek, I really appreciate you. Brother Derek, please, can you share this link on uh, the Franjuk um, thing? I don't know what the other name you call it. But please, can you share them? And the other ones that we've not shared, please, can you share them? I really appreciate you. I appreciate you, Brother Derek. Uh, uh, guys, just thank God for this uh, wonderful brother. He's been joining with me, Brother Derek, uh, September. Wonderful man of God. Wonderful, wonderful. His heart is, is really passionate about the things of the Spirit. He's just made up, made up his mind. He wants to journey with the Lord. So please, uh, everyone, Apostle Godfrey, Apostle Andre, everybody, please just pray for this wonderful brother. Amen. That God will continue to grant him strength. I'm talking about Derek September. God will continue to grant him strength and grace to continue to press on. This is the day of the Lord. We will, we will all stand before the Lord and, and see his glory together. Yes, that's what the Bible says. We will all stand, amen, shoulder to shoulder and behold the glory of this new day. So thank you, everyone. God bless you. Please continue to pray for me. All right. Uh, um, um, Saturday, this guy's going to be 50. Please continue to pray for me. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to go out with my wife. By the way, I'm sharing the same birthday day with my wife. So it's two birthday together. But I'm the one that is 50. She's not 50 yet. <laughs> so I'm the birthday boy. All right. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you. And please just continue to pray for me. There are, there are things that we want to birth, we want to bring in this new day. Oh, my good God. I've got tons of material. Let me show you something. Yesterday, I was searching. I was searching. These are some of the materials that, you know, we used back then. And I'm seeing some powerful apostolic governmental principles that we can be used all right in that which we're talking about so i'm excited i tell you so uh, uh so much so much we need to you know we, we need to talk about we need to deal with all right we want to reshape we want to transform the face of the ecclesia we want god to look down again and say finally some people are building my intention this is the house of his intention thank you have yourself a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.